I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you. Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. Uh, Roger Goodell met with the media yesterday. Officiating in the NFL has been a big topic, especially on the heels of the last eight minutes of the AFC title game where it was perceived that Kansas City seemed to get a lot of breaks in that game. Um, Here was Goodell on his overall assessment of officiating in the NFL. I think for us, when you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out or extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions, of, of, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes in the context of that? Yes. They are not perfect, and officiating never will. But we've also had, obviously, replay and other aspects that help us address those issues to make sure they're not uh, something that uh, we can't correct on the field. Okay, so, it's, I mean, look, it's an easy take to go, officiating sucks. You know, you point out a few plays, and, and you go, officiating overall is bad, and it's gotten worse. There, there are bad calls all the time. I think a couple things, Seth. One, where I get most frustrated with officials is when they don't have any sense for the moment, when a call is sort of a 50-50 thing, and it's in a deciding moment of the game, it feels yeah. like the referees are determining the outcome of the game. Maybe I'm off base on that. Maybe if, they, yeah, if it's a foul I mean, in the first just, quarter, it's a foul in the fourth well, quarter. Yeah, but you and I disagree with like on the Yosai one where he was one that pushed Mahomes out of bounds. Yeah. Like I thought that was like that was so easy. Like he clearly shoved him and it was a quarterback two yards out of bounds. Yeah. Like you might feel like it's ticky tack or that Mahomes flopped or whatever, but it's like that's that's the quarterback, man. Yeah. It now the consistency with which they call the quarterback that that I don't know if it, I don't think that one in particular had anything to do with it being you know whether I don't think they could have justified not throwing the flag on that one, but yeah, there are times where quarterbacks are getting hit legitimately in the face mask and it doesn't get called. Versus the guys that get flagged for like trying like hell to gently take the quarterback to the earth, and they still get flagged for ru- uh, roughing. Like that's a, that's inconsistent. It's wild. It's all. Over. I saw Bosa, uh, Nick Bosa, at least twice this year get flagged for things where it looked like he was trying to put a baby to bed. You know, like he was like trying to cradle the guy's head before he laid him down, and and he was getting flagged for it. It was crazy. My bigger frustration is with the rules themselves, and it is the officials. To your point, I think the, the I think the quarterbacks are way overprotected. I think pass interference, which are those are the calls that come under a ton of scrutiny because they're judgment calls, and I think they come under a ton of scrutiny and are a source of huge frustration because I don't feel like the punishment fits the crime. I don't feel like just because the pass is 50 yards downfield, that there's this assumption 
that the pass would have been completed and something is a 50-yard penalty. I think that is one area where I think college has it right over the pros. Make it a 15-yard penalty for pass interference yeah. wherever it is on the field. I, I get the counter-argument. I just only, disagree with it. The only thing about that is, though, I'm, there's almost no going back on that because that would just have such a severe effect on the score of yeah. games because because defensive backs are going to be that much more aggressive when the penalty isn't as great that I don't know if um I don't know if that'll ever happen totally no I don't expect it to that I guess my point is that's a very emotionally driven call because of the massive swing it can have so the officials yeah, the yeah. officials bear the brunt of that because they're the ones throwing the flag I do think one thing too that they need to do and I don't know why this isn't the case and especially when they made pass interference reviewable a couple of years ago that's a judgment call that can you know beauty's in the eye of the beholder thing? Why are face masks not reviewable? That, I don't get that. Like you can't. I thought didn't we go over this you, and that they? You, oh, they're still not reviewable. You okay, can't yeah. challenge face masks. Yeah, where it's something that like um, there's a de- there's a definite occurrence. Yeah, it's not a judgment call. Like you either it's you turned, either it doesn't get called. Not. You can see it on the yeah. replay. The guy's hands are clutching yeah. the face mask. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's well because it comes. That's. It's not that specific rule. It's that you can't review to create a penalty. Okay. The thing. Okay. You can review. Okay. You can review to decide whether or not some a play, you know, a boundary was crossed or what have you. Yep. But you can't. They don't want to create a situation where you're, you know, creating like a homeowners like a homeowners association or like the PGA where all of a sudden you're out there searching for rules to call because they feel like that would be further obtrusive and yet. And yet it does feel like in situations like that where there would be a clear-cut answer, it doesn't seem like it would necessarily be all that obtrusive. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get like a, pretty much every penalty is a judgment call, judgment call yeah. with air quotes. That's one that seems pretty cut and dry to me. Like, they're, they're grabbing the face mask. Look, you can see it right yeah. there. You know? Yeah, so. I think, yeah, yeah. I guess that's just the – but the, I think the thinking is that they don't want to hold up play by – you know, saying like, "Hey, something that you should have called this penalty." Let's go back and do a deep dive investigation. Yeah, into yeah. It. Here was Roger Goodell on something that he thinks is one of the big reasons why people are more critical of officiating nowadays than they've ever been. We all have to realize through the quality of what we see on our broadcast, you've never been able to see the kinds of things that you can see today. And you see it in super slow mo. You see it where you can actually stop it. Sometimes that distorts. A call potentially, but the reality is our officials are held to an incredibly high standard, and I think they meet it. Will we try to get better? You betcha. You betcha. You betcha. You betcha, no, and, Roger. Uh, I think that's a, that part is true. I agree with Goodell there in that officials are trying to do in real time with only one camera angle, which is their own eyeballs, you know, versus what we get to see. I mean, literally – Dozens of times afterwards in slow motion. And a lot of the really controversial calls, there's this compounding effect where you see it not just on, you know, the ESPN highlights once or twice like we used to back in the day, but we see it over and over and over again on social media, um, on television, what, what have you. And people are really loud about it and really angry about it. So it does, it does seem like the protests are louder and more fueled than they used to be and um i don't like honestly i don't know what are you gonna do you gonna go back to standard def my god you ever on youtube and try to watch some highlight from like 2008 oh it's the worst it's the worst and standard def i don't know i don't know how we did it back in the day I, old, I, I frankly i don't know how any of us liked sports dude shot. old games on like the nfl network 
Yeah. Where it's the it's the pretty much the square. When it's a box it's instead a, of 16 by 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's that. And th- this is what we take for granted, too, on our broadcast. A couple of things. The yellow line for first downs, yeah. that is taken for granted. Um, and the information that Just, yeah. you have on the screen throughout the, the game. The score bug in general. Yeah, the clock. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, kids, we used to watch sports and like have to pay attention the whole time. It was awful. It sucked. It was awful. You'd sit there and, God forbid, you ask your angry, drunk uncle what the score was. You've been sitting here watching it all whole time. Because he didn't know. Right. But he took it out on you. By, you know, or he thing. knew, but he had money on the game and he was losing, so he thought you were trolling him. <laughs> I've had looking back on my life. I think usually when I got yelled at by adults for asking questions, it was because they didn't actually know the answer. Oh, themselves. for sure. You know, but yeah. it was mostly that. Yeah. But you also, kids, this is what you got to understand too. If you didn't know the answer to something, you would ask somebody, and they would either tell you go look it up, which meant you had to wait until you could get to a library, mm-hmm. um, or they would lie to you. And um, and that was how a lot of bar arguments were won was simply by people lying to your face about things that weren't true because you had no fact checking. Yes, you couldn't go and like look up Pro Football Reference on your phone, so they would just lie about Walter. Oh yeah, Walter Brain totally ran for three thousand yards. The idiot, of course he did. Now you, everybody knows he ran for three thousand yards in nineteen eighty four. Now uh. you're you're literally <laughs> carrying around an encyclopedia in your pocket. A fact checker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the real the problem. Loser. Is the fact checker is full of twenty five percent lies as well. That's so true. It's, uh, you got to be careful about you gotta, what you, you do. You got to be yeah. careful. That's the big loser in the technology race. The poor guy that used to sell encyclopedias door to door. Like, no, I'm good. I got this phone right here. I don't need your encyclopedias <laughs> anymore. <laughs> it was. I'd say like ten times a day. There's something that I look up where I'm like, my God, I would have. I don't think about it ten times a day, but it does hit me that like, yeah, like just all this stuff that I used to just. You would just go on not knowing. Like, yeah. you know, that's why it's so unforgivable now that there's some things like that I don't know. I'll realize, like, wait a second, I don't know how to do this, and yet I've had YouTube available to me to show me how to do it for, like, right. the last 10 years at least. Right. Like, how do I not know how to – like, I didn't know how to uh, – however long ago, I didn't know how to switch out the light bulb in my uh, my headlights. Uh, and I was just so disgusted with myself. Like, how the hell did I not know how to do this? It's not like I didn't – because it, it's not because my dad wasn't a mechanic or something. It's because I was too lazy to go to YouTube. When, uh, when my truck got broken into and someone tried to steal it earlier this week, I have a feature on my truck that basically just shuts the truck down if somebody breaks into it without, without using the key. They didn't smash the yeah. window or anything. They managed to open the door and unlock the door and get in. And so my truck just shuts down. It basically just goes dead so that they can't start it and can't move. It's a great feature. Um, to turn it back on, you you need to bring it to the dealer. It needs to be brought to the dealer to turn that feature, you know, to get your car revived again. And yeah. I'm like, okay, does that really need to happen? Let me go to YouTube and see if there's a workaround with this. I'm going to go yeah. to YouTube and how to revive a GMC Sierra pickup truck. So I go to YouTube, and there actually is something on there. And the very first thing they did was pop the hood, and I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Come on. Bring on the wrecker. Oh, hell, you kidding me? Pop the hood open. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, you thought it might just be, yeah, a little, like, push a few buttons. Yeah, like if I, like if I hold enter down. your VIN number or something. Yeah, like yeah. if I hold down okay. my key for yeah, yeah. 18 seconds yeah, yeah. and yeah. hit a, you know, like back in the day when you could hit that code on the Nintendo and get all the bullets on Contra. Like, yeah. is there some secret code with my key thingy? where it'll start the car back up. Like, here's how you do it, and it's very simple. And they go, and they open the hood, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that just got a whole lot harder. <laughs> you know what? Usually, I, like, what I, I try to have a policy nowadays of just saying, okay, if it's something, 
I don't care what it is or how complex it seems. I'm going to see if I can do it first, if I can learn how to do it. And a lot of times I'll abandon very early in the process. But I feel like along the way, I end up learning way more. Like I've done this with my HVAC system. I've tried to very much like learn how to do a lot of it myself. But you get to a point where you're like, wow, that is a lot of metal I'm cutting into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to get a professional I, I, in here. Yes. But in doing so, like I learned way more about my HVAC, HVAC system than I ever would have before. So I can actually talk to the technician like, not in an annoying, like, hey, I'm pretty much as smart as you, type of way. <laughs> but, like, in a, like, I can ask the right questions, you know, and kind of figure out and, and understand the system better. Um, but, yeah, I tried to do that with – I had to replace – I was going to replace uh, the passenger window on an SUV once. Okay. And that got – that was a bad – I got out over my skis on that one because then I'm sitting there with my, my door completely disassembled. The electronics aren't working. Like, that was a dumb thing to do. Yep. Vehicles are tricky because there's so much computer. There's so, so many computer things involved. Landry had a question yesterday, I think, on Twitter that I thought was, it's a good question that I don't think a lot of Texan fans feel like reckoning with, but we may it may become our reality. We will mm. tell you what that question was next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.